welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Week two is in the books. It's over. 15 weeks to go. We on that I grind, baby. If, if we, we on that grind, baby. If you are on a, uh, if you're if your fantasy championships week sixteen, as it should be, um, then you only have fourteen weeks left in fantasy football. How about that? Wow! And if you're as quickly as it's madly started, as in love as with, end. if you're madly in love with DFS or best ball, you probably got seventeen weeks or fifteen now. So that's why I'm a redraft guy. <laughs> a redraft. Uh, today we got a lot to get to waiver wire ads streaming options we're gonna have some quick reactions for the week let's get started with the news first um before we do that be sure to do the following check out our website fantasy champion the fantasy champions.com like us on twitter at the ff champs like us on instagram at the fantasy champions like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions i think we're getting holy better. cow i think i'm getting better at that uh subscribe wherever you listen apple podcast spotify stitcher google play youtube wherever you want to whatever wherever you're listening subscribe here click any bells for notifications and leave a review um he's, he's like i'm i'm in shock he's like i was <laughs> shrinking the time of yeah. the intro is key uh <laughs> by talking at the speed of light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get any of that? Uh, let's get to the news first. Um, I wanted to start off by talking about Antonio Brown. Okay. So last week, you know, I can't remember when we talked last about Antonio it's, Brown. It's getting a little... Yeah, everything changes. Everything, a, so. I think it was at the end of our Wednesday, our Wednesday show or our Tuesday show, whichever one, uh, we found out that Antonio Brown was accused of sexual assault. He has, con- like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's denied it. Denied yeah. wasn't the word, but I was looking for an adjective to make <laughs> it sound better. He denied it. He said he didn't do it. Um, I expected the NFL to drop a levy of a suspension or at least put him on the exempt list I until the investigation. Yeah. The exempt list so I guess if it was a criminal case, they would have said, yeah, we're going to put you on the exemplets. It wouldn't have been a question. It would have been like immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it w- this is not this is not a like a criminal case. This is just a lawsuit where a person's just trying to get some money. Um so basically they looked at that and because it's not criminal they were like we that's not the precedent usually for an exempt list. So they said we're going to hold off on it. Um and they're interviewing the person who claimed it, uh, I think it was Monday. So we'll find out what the NFL chooses to do as time goes along. Um, But I guess there was a second sexual misconduct allegation, um, and the the incident uh, reported apparently happened in 2017. So uh, keep an eye on AB. He did have a good Sunday, but, like, I don't know know how much longer he's going to play. We'll see. Um, Sam Darnold, he's going to be out. On Monday Night Football, uh, he has mono and could be facing three to seven week absence. Um, that's a long time for. <laughs> yeah, so the Jets' season is already over. Yeah, as quickly as it started. <laughs> Trevor Simeon is now your starting quarterback, New York. Um, 
Fox Sports, Jay Glazer reports that Kenyon Drake is on the trade block. This was on Sunday morning. I feel Those like he's been reports. on the trade block since like July. Yeah, I, I do too. I, you know what I also noticed? I, I'm mad because I've watched far too <laughs> I've watched far too many uh Dolphins games this year. And uh I'm <laughs> you, <laughs> that's you shouldn't have watched and I feel bad. I'm like every Sunday I'm tweeting about how pissed I am about the Dolphins. Uh I'm, you're, you're going to put yourself in hell watching I'm the Dolphins. Stop. Every yeah, night. that's I don't ridiculous. Think, I mean, the die the dice of diehard Dolphins fans don't, don't even want to watch as much as I've watched them the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh it amazes me and astounds me how little they use Kenyon Drake at the beginning of the game and then realize, "Oh lord, Kalen Balage is not doing what we thought he was going to do." And then they put Kenyon Drake in the game. It is weird how much they use Balage more than they're but it's clear that they're moving on. They want to go Balage's way. But if you wanted to do that, why did you not just trade Kenyon Drake in the offseason? They're probably trying. But We're a fantasy football it, podcast, but I'm literally angry about like just legit NFL basic him. common sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's because I drafted him. He was he was one of my uh, did did I actually take that back? I don't remember you if did. I took it back. You did take All it right, back. I did take it back. Started. But I said he was going to be an RB one. I think in the right situation, he's talented enough to be an RB one. But I this is not a good situation anymore. <laughs> so he's on the trade block. Uh, teams. That could be interested. Uh, I think Houston <clears throat> might still be interested in running backs, considering they're not they're not bad. Well, but it's like they went fully committee, and some of the guys aren't working out. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. And then uh, the place that I don't think they'll do this, but Tampa maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. But if I feel like if a team's trying to add Kenny Drake, the problem with Kenny Drake in the situation that he's in right now, yeah. I don't think any team's going to trade for him and want him to be, like, the guy. Like, they'd want him to yeah. be a second back right? for whoever their guy is, which for him is unfair because I think, he's too talented for that. But I honestly think it's going to come down to, like, one of these big running backs is going to get hurt mm-hmm. and somebody's going to have to swoop right. in. And, and but if that's pay. the case, wouldn't you do that for when they call the Chargers at that point? Well, the Chargers have had Austin Eckler go off for two weeks. No, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If like their if yeah, their player no, got I hurt, think they're, and I think they're also interested in like developing Justin Jackson, in case well that's what the I'm inevitable saying. happens. If a play, if Gordon. another running back around the league gets hurt, like let's say, oh like if Eckler got hurt, no like if if like let's just say Alvin Kamara tore his ACL. Okay, okay. Wouldn't the Saints first call the Chargers and ask about Melvin Gordon before they call the Dolphins and ask about Kane Drake? Yeah. Probably. So that's what I'm. That's just what I'm saying. I just don't. Th- I, th- I see. I think the the price. Like you, you can't really. You can't. But we don't really, know what the Dolphins you are can't asking. Really, about, it's not really it's the, the Dolphins. Price. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm not talking about Kenyon Drake's price. I'm saying that they'll call up the Chargers and say, "What do you guys want for Melvin?" And then they're going to say two first round picks, and you got to pay him a hundred million. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, right, right. like it, the, Kenyon Drake is the option right now. And there's there's also guys on you know like if you wanted a Kenyon Drake like player you could just go get Jay Ajayi in free agency. That's true. So you're <laughs> saying a situation is not good. So which he's is what stuck I'm on the Dolphins yeah. and his talent is worthless there. Uh, James Conner exited Week Two against the Seahawks with a knee injury. Uh, he was questionable to return in that game. He ended up not returning, uh, and they say that his knee injury is not serious. So oh, he boy. he's fine. <laughs> Well, Steelers. The team, the teammates said that he was fine, but I'm not sure they're yeah, qualified I don't, I don't, doctors. Yeah. I mean, I could be could wrong. Enough, good enough physicians to make that decision. I hope us. they're right. Yeah, I hope they're because right I have James Conner on my fans team. But uh, Michael Gallup, 
surprisingly, I didn't I didn't even see I watched the entire Cowboys game, didn't see an injury at all for Michael Gallup, but he's gonna miss two to four weeks with a knee injury. Uh he had to get knee surgery. Uh they said they had to trim his meniscus. Not sure what that means. Oh. Deshaun Jackson is it a thank uh, you know what? I had multiple teams facing Deshaun Jackson and uh I'm very happy that he did not play. <laughs> He exited you know, week two. Karma's gonna come back yeah, and that's bite true. you though. That's true. Uh he exited week two against the Falcons with a groin injury. Um so he did not play the rest of that game. And uh I didn't watch I think he's fine. That's what they're saying. Right when now. did he come out of the game? I don't remember because I, I didn't initially watch the first like I didn't twenty I, I didn't watch the first twenty minutes of the game and then I turned it on and I was like, Oh god, now I gotta watch Deshaun Jackson light it up. And then I turned it on and I was like, Oh, Where's Deshaun Jackson? I saw like <laughs> one clip on the sidelines, and then I checked through Twitter, and he was out. So, yeah. Um, Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey also exited that game with a calf injury, and they also had Carson Wentz leave the game with uh, what they thought might be a rib injury, uh, mm-hmm. and then he went back in. Um, so we got to see their backup quarterback Josh McCown play for like six plays, <laughs> uh, and then they they had an, a multitude of injuries. I think Dallas Goddard got injured in that game as well so um LaShawn McCoy suffered an ankle injury in uh Sunday's week two victory over the Raiders so if he does miss time Darwin Thompson finally may oh, get boy. some opportunity <laughs> I think this benefits Damian Williams more even though Damian Williams has looked like uh, an absolute trash bag well, if you read our if you if we well you're only thinking about his air yards but he's had 22 rushes for 34 yards no no That's I bad. know and what what did I tell you though in, yeah. before the season started he's not it's not gonna him. it's not about running for him it's about yeah, being but another he still receiver. hasn't been good he got seven fantasy points this week and like was it seven fantasy points 12 to 15 no, he, last yeah week. no he hasn't he hasn't been, he hasn't been that good but he's yeah he's not i mean if he does do good it's not gonna be with running like i him. said like the reason why i had him as a bust before the season started was not because i didn't think he couldn't finish as an rb2 at somewhere somewhere in that range it was because there was no way there was no way that he was going to be able to have the same success he had on the ground as he did the year before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that caps his potential. Like Tariq Cohen the year before, he's not great on the ground, but he's a great receiver. Yeah. And what was he? He was a, I think he was the RB13 last year and have PPR. So right. I think that Damian Williams can have that RB2 upside, but I think at that, like you just, you're not going to get the rushing. This is why they brought in McCoy. And it's clear that McCoy is that guy. If McCoy's out, do they go to Damian Williams on the ground more? Because they have no rushing attack at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no rushing attack. Um, Drew Brees is slated to miss six weeks with a torn ligament. We will talk about that in a second. <sighs> um, is he, that, that is disappointing. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, they tried and tried and tried. He Did you see the play that he got hurt on? No. Uh, he threw it. No one hit him. No one touched him. And his arm just kind of like... Oh yeah, it was it was weird. It was just like it kind of like I saw his like arm shake, and then he like grabbed it, and yeah, his, he had to get season-ending elbow surgery, uh, and so that's not no. that's not ideal. No, for the ass dealers. Um, Pat Shermer declined to name. This is interesting. Pat Shermer declined to name Eli Manning as the Giants starter in Week Three. Uh oh! Here we go, Daniel Jones. Uh oh! Get your Daniel Jones shares now before he throws five touchdowns. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh, Devin Singletary suffered a hamstring. He might miss time. It's very vague as to what's going on with that. It is a little bit disappointing because if you have Devin Singletary like myself, um, it's hamstring injuries 
it, like as, as soon Linger. as a running back gets a hamstring injury, it lingers throughout the rest of the season. You know so. what else lingers? What? Frank Gore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what else lingers? <laughs> <laughs> the rookie killer. Oh, what did you the just retire? Slayer. He had, a, he had a very nice run, though. He did. He had. Did you see that? Yeah, goal line three him? yard run. <laughs> yeah, but he trucked the dude for the. That's what he does, bro. It's because it's old school that's football. That's why coaches coaches love him. He's literally going to have like twenty five carries this week for like sixty yards, and he's going to score two touchdowns. That's what's going to happen. You know it. Um, that's all we got for the news. We're going to get into some quick reactions from the week. Um, I did want to start off with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, okay. Because we all going into this week initially thought that Sammy Watkins was going to be including myself. The guy. Including yourself. Now I told you last week, I was like yes. I would not be surprised if he busted. And I almost said he's going to bust, but I didn't. <laughs> because that's what Sammy Watkins does. He just completely craps his pants. And so what happened was Sammy Watkins got targeted thirteen times. Don't even know how fantasy how many fantasy points he had, but it wasn't good. Um and Demarcus Robinson, the third string wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, friggin' went off in this game. Yep. This just shows you that it, it doesn't matter who like if if Tyreek Hill goes down, then somebody else is gonna rise up. And whatever matchup is better for Mahomes, he's gonna throw it to the better matchup. You can't say Sammy Watkins is gonna have a great week. You can't so are you say saying Patrick DeMar- Mahomes like, is how many so people- good that he doesn't need his great talent around him, which isn't what you've been saying the <laughs> well, last year. I mean, if you do get rid of Travis Kelsey and some of those offensive linemen. <laughs> well sure if you play with eight guys on the field, I guess you could be bad. <laughs> I'm saying if he didn't have the amount of I, that's what I noticed too in that game is that Mahomes has an insane the reason why people get so wide open is because he sits there in the pocket for five, six, seven. But well, that was also due like, to the Raiders too, David. Yeah, that's true. They don't have a pass right. But but like like when you get in Mahomes' head and he has to he can create. We know that. He mm-hmm. does crazy things with his feet. But when you put pressure on him, he struggles. The Patriots proved that in the AFC championship game until like the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um but like if that offensive line loses any of its pieces, I think Mahomes will obviously take a hit. But he's on pace for fifty six touchdowns this year to start the season. So <laughs> that's better than the eighty two he was on pace for last year. <laughs> regression. All right, regression. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. You, you here's what I would advise you to do. Demarcus Robinson is not a bad pickup this week because we will talk about waiver wire later in the show. He's not a bad pickup this week, but yeah. I'm gonna say don't pick him up, and that'll be a tease for later in the show. When we're okay, about Demarcus Robinson. Right. Um, so I just wanted to note that the Chiefs situation kind of blows my mind. That it doesn't really matter. You're like you, you're not. It's like the Patriots running backs. You can't predict who's going to go off <laughs> in any given week. I know. So uh, go ahead. I just wanted to bring up the Rams Saints game. This was like <laughs> this is just so sad for anybody that owns. Yeah. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, borderline even Alan Kamara. Yep. Nine points. Was a big letdown. A lot of people thought it was going to be high scoring, and now Drew Brees is out six weeks. Like that is such a big blow. But we haven't been high on Drew Brees that much anyway right. this year. So if you've been listening to us, you probably don't have him on your team. <laughs> if you listen to our advice, you shouldn't have drafted Drew Brees. Or if you did, it was a backup. You know what, to like uh, Lamar Jackson or something. What's getting kind of mixed up in this entire like Drew Brees being hurt situation? Is that Drew Brees is like in his forties? I know that's why. Like, like this could be it. 
Uh, I don't think it could be it. No, I mean, like, this could be his last season. The oh, fact oh, that yeah, he's yeah, missing yeah. six games of it is... Right. Like, I'm not saying that his career's over. He's going to play in, like, six, seven weeks. But, like, I, I like he's, he's going to miss significant time. Mm-hmm. And any hopes that the Saints have in making the playoffs and having a run all get thrown on Teddy Bridgewater at this point. Like, they got to win... They gotta go like they three have a good roster. They gotta go. The, they gotta go like three and three mm-hmm. in the next couple weeks and hope they live that. And then Ugh, I don't know, but that's gonna be tough. Can I can I tell you why you shouldn't panic about Michael Thomas? Okay. So I was thinking about it today. In uh, Michael Thomas, I was like initially you think oh crap Teddy Bridgewater blows. <laughs> like he did, he doesn't suck. He's no. okay, but he did take the Vikings to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. He's not ago, bad. He's just he's he. I think th- th- Sunday he was not good. He was oh yeah, really bad. The concern is that you know in a offense that isn't as efficient as it would be with Drew Brees that you're not going to get in the red zone and you're not going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so what the wide receivers need scoring opportunities. So I think for me. I more specifically was worried about him getting the opportunity to score touchdowns in the red zone and all that stuff. Yeah. The reason why you shouldn't panic on him is because he's going to deliver. He's going to get targeted 10 to 13 times a game like he always is. Yeah. He's going to deliver you a 12. If, you know, like if he catches eight balls, right, he's going to deliver you a 13 to 15 point performance, right? And mm-hmm. if he catches two touchdowns over the next six weeks, he's still a wide receiver one. Yeah. Like so if you if you have Despite him on your team, don't panic and sell. What about him. standard though? That's a good one. Standard it goes down a little bit. But I, I just think it's worth saying, okay, let's hold on to Michael Thomas. Let's ride out this six weeks and then when Drew Brees gets back, oh, no, I agree. we'll be fine. Like don't don't sit here and go, Oh my god, I gotta get rid of Michael Thomas and find somebody. Like, no, just <laughs> live through the storm. Fantasy football is not about panicking and overreacting. Fantasy football is about making the proper decisions for your fantasy. Like if somebody walks up to you and gives you the mother of all deals for Mike Thomas, then do it. Right. But like Otherwise, like, don't, just don't panic. Yeah. Don't don't go out and sell him for you know a crappy running back because you think he's not going to be good this year. He does take a value hit, but the value hit is not, not as huge. Huge, right? So that's what I'll say about him. No, I think I this agree. this does affect but, Kamara, big time. Effect. I think it, really, like I obviously, I think it affects same, him a little bit. But. Same situation, but Kamara is a very. If you look at his numbers, he's not like he's he's a great running back. Running back, like he's good on the ground, and we know that. Yeah. Um, but he's really good in the air. He's really good through the air and a lot of his fantasy value is is through that. And I don't know a rookie young quarterbacks and I'm he's you know, Bridgewater's not a rookie quarterback, but young quarterbacks like to dump it off to running back, so that's a plus. But I think the opportunity that Alvin Kamara is gonna have in the red zone is also gonna be affected over the next six weeks. So Yeah, no, I agree with that too. Same value decrease for those two, but over the next six weeks, I think Michael Thomas, low end wide receiver one, mm. and I think Alvin Kamara is it a might start off RB bad too. Because <laughs> it, it, so like first He's of like, all, it'll start off well, abysmal. They don't pick him up, don't draft. They have to get obviously yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I know he's been the backup for a while, but he hasn't played, so he has to get into the system, and they have to all work together for a few weeks. And during those few weeks, they're going to be in Seattle in Week Three. That's not a bad. It's not awful. No, but for for a quarterback in that Seattle hasn't maybe. started a football game, and how long has it been for Teddy Bridgewater? It's three years, four right. years, and he's going in Seattle in the loudest stadium. Yeah, in the that's NFL. tough. That's a tough one. And then his next week isn't. 
It's home against Dallas, which Dallas is not pretty under, is underrated very, defense. Very, very good defense. Right. So those those are going to be too tough. It should be. It, he's going to go through the crucible, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I do think that if you, had to cho- if you had to choose one of Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas to take a value hit, which one would it be? Like the biggest value hit. Or the the biggest production hit, I should say. I'd actually say Thomas, but... I would say Alvin Kamara. Okay. Just because I think that Alvin Kamara is not... Like, Mike Thomas is the wide receiver. He's going to be targeted the most in that offense, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I think that Alvin Kamara will take that hit. Like, go look up his numbers. Like right now, and he's. I think it. I think he had last year like nine hundred something rushing yards. Oh no, I know. It's yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not like. But he, you would expect. It's not like they're going to go to the running game, and then Kamara is going to dominate on the ground like all like he, no, he might. Yeah. But <laughs> they well they. He my gets, thought process he gets is his, they he, might. He gets his fantasy production through the air. Why do you think the Saints continually hold on to guys like Latavius Murray, and or Mark Ingram in the past? They like committee backfield. They like committee. <laughs> But they had they always had the guy no, that, no, no. that I get, could I get grind it out on the ground. Right. And a so, goal line threat type thing, you know. Not that Alvin Kamara is not good on the ground, but because he he can put up I think he can put up fourteen hundred yards if he wants to, but it's just yeah. a matter of how they utilize their offense and I, I just don't think that like Kamara needs the air game in order to open up his fantasy options. Low end RB one for the next six weeks is kinda where I think he's at. Okay. He's not the top three running back that you drafted for the next couple of weeks. Just don't go into games expecting him to be that. Well, yeah, he's still an RB1, though. Oh, he's still an RB1. I would say 15 to 17 points a week. Is that okay. reasonable? Yeah, with an occasional 20-plus. Is there anything else on the Saints that you wanted to discuss? I was just quickly, Todd Gurley, still Todd Gurley. We're going <sighs> to, week by week, we're going to see how this plays out. And he's, you know, yeah, he's right. I, he's going to sit at like low... Like half PPR, I think he had fourteen points this week. Okay, and week one he had ten fantasy. Like he's gonna sit around like the, like the ten to fifteen range. Okay, here's what's gonna happen. Gurley is going to be insanely annoying. Right, that's the yeah. that's the key. He's gonna be the key word there. He's gonna be very annoying for like, fantasy owners. He's gonna be he's Gurley. gonna be an RB one, low end nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One one of those four <laughs> options. He's gonna be there. I didn't expect them to take him out of the red zone as much as they have. I he I, did get a um, I more he did get a touchdown in the red zone. Yes. But what I noticed they're doing, and Sean McVay's an idiot. He's not an idiot, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. But <laughs> I don't understand why he's doing this. He'll give Todd Gurley a full drive, and then he'll give Malcolm Brown a full drive, and then he'll give Todd Gurley a full Dude, drive, and then he'll what, give Malcolm Brown a full drive. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Like, it's, you can running split, back by committee, bro. Split it back and forth between them. But like the game before that, Gurley got Gurley got every carry in between in between the twenties. And then after that, it was Malcolm Brown inside the twenty yard line. Like for some reason, that's what it was last week. Gurley did get a red zone carry, so that was good. But the like Gurley succeeded at such a high level in the last two seasons because he scored twenty plus touchdowns. Yeah, and if he doesn't do if he doesn't do that, he's not going to be that. I thought they were going to take him off the field in the middle, you know, and he still get the in between the twenties, and he would still get the touchdowns, and his production would still be there to be you know a top six back, which is where I had him ranked. But if they keep doing this, it's. It's going to be an annoying season. He's still a guy that you should start. He's oh, he's still, still a guy. Like really valuable. Yeah, he's still an RB one, but you're you're because he's going to run. He's so efficient that he's he he's going to run for a hundred yards. He had fourteen carries two weeks ago and still had a hundred yards. Yeah, but this week he had sixteen carries for sixty three yards. Was he playing again? Played against the Saints. Yeah, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. 
So uh, nah, don't, don't panic on Gurley. I still think he's. I'm gonna not be an panicking. RB1. He's gonna even be if, an RB one. Even if he plays like this all year, he's an RB one. He's a good RB two if he plays like this all year. Or oh, he's. Boy. But, yeah, I think it's game script too. But anyway, I do you think that'll change though? Because I don't. What the the fact that they how they utilize Gurley? Yeah, I think at some point. Malcolm maybe, Brown. maybe the red zone thing, but I think Malcolm Brown will be exposed a little bit. He's a good compliment to Gurley. I think, yeah, you know, when you watch the games, if you're thinking in just in a football sense, mm-hmm. he is a good compliment to Gurley and how they utilize both guys. No, I know. Like, that's, why I, that's why I don't think they'll change. It works, but at the same time, I think that uh, somebody's going to pull Malcolm Brown's pants down in like a big game <laughs> and like, like they'll face the, the Bears and Gurley will be clearly the more efficient back. And they'll be like, oh, all right. I think I actually think Gurley's probably. Ah, I'm not gonna make any predictions. Uh, My love of Gurley is too strong. Yeah, I was gonna you, say you like he did over. drop week one. He had 70 percent snap share last week. He had about 63 to 65, I believe, somewhere around that. So he did drop a little bit. Gurley did in, in snap share. So okay. keep an eye on that. Just y- he should be all right. Um, it is going to be annoying. I thought about it. I'm like, should I trade for Gurley in a couple of leagues? No, I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> it's like owning. It's like owning Melvin Gordon right now. It's I like, know. do you want to be a part of that? Um, the Steelers lost Big Ben for the entire year. This is why. I guess this will be our last note from the week in our quick reaction segment. Our reactions aren't very quick though. <laughs> no. Um, so obviously, with Big Ben out, this affects a lot of the offense. James Conner is hurt. So I don't like. Hopefully, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not, not sure long, we need. Yeah, not for long. Uh, but I'm not I, like. Okay, let's assume James Conner is healthy this week. Okay. Does this hurt or help James Conner? I don't think it necessarily helps him. But I wouldn't really say it hurts him either. Honestly, I really don't think he changes that much because he might not get the same red zone looks, right? And he might, like, but I think, so, <laughs> it's so tough. Because I don't think he'll get the same red zone looks. But I think he'll probably get a few more carries. Yeah. You're kind of looking at me like he disagrees. I'm just saying, I'm I'm not disagreeing. I'm just, James Conner has not been good in the last two weeks. Well, so he didn't, without, without he played Big in the ben. first half this week. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he was a, he was a, he was better this week. And a lot then better. week one, the whole off, they scored three points, so. Yeah, I, I, if you're a James Conner owner, I wouldn't be super concerned. I wouldn't, but his efficiency isn't there like it was no, last year. It hasn't been to start the season. And I, I do think that has something to do with not having Brown there. But I mean, I'm it's not, affected their whole offense. It's a complete, so it's a, far. that's a complete different, yeah. Side note, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I think this this does okay, affect it, James Conner. But I'm, I'm saying like, do you think he's going to get more carries or do you think I think he will get pull? more carries. I do. I know you said earlier in the show. This that is Mike assuming Tomlin he's not he's, hurt. Yeah, the fact true. that he has some. I kind think Jalen Samuels will get more care. Like I think they'll just run the ball more. Yeah, than Samuels. They do. Samuels because the Steelers do throw the ball. I agree a lot. Yep. with Ben Roethlisberger. Right, but with a young, he's not a rookie quarterback, but it's his second year in the league. Right, first career NFL start, especially this week. I think they will run the ball a lot to Connor and Jalen right. Samuels. So I do think it'll help him in that way. But you're right. Like the total offense. Is, As not a gonna, whole. is not going to do that well, so that could affect Connor in the negative way. So that's why I'm kind of saying he's not really changing. Right For now. running backs and wide receivers, it is so, like, I, and this is where the Giants astounded me last year where you could still have, like, 
Odell, who missed a bunch of games and pr- produced at wide receiver one pace in, fr- in terms of averages per game last year on the Giants. And then you had Saquon Barkley was like the number. But that offense sucked. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. Usually offenses, like, and this is something that a, a just a generic fantasy football player who has like one fantasy football league will, like, they don't think in this mindset. Like when I first started playing fantasy football like 10, 15 years ago, I was like thinking in this mindset of, oh, well, uh, this guy might be good on this team because he gets this amount of opportunity. It's not always like that. If the team itself blows, then the player is not going to produce at the same yeah. level. Like if you don't have, you know, the the red zone opportunities that you would normally get on a team that's more efficient offensively, then you're not going to have a guy there's that produces. There's only like there's very few players in right. the league that like can. if you go through very like you said, yeah, very few players, but yeah. if you go through like the top ten guys, almost every single one of them are in some form of an efficient and good offense in the NFL. Yeah. The top ten wide receivers, top ten running backs. Go through them all. And even if they're in like like there's Christian some exceptions McCaffrey, to the rule. For example, who's yeah. on the Panthers. Not really great offense, but when they have big games, he will produce. And like this past week on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Bad game. Yeah, they, they, they had a terrible game offensively, and so Six did McCaffrey. <laughs> like the, right, the, right. Having a good offense does matter. Yeah, it does matter. So I think I think losing Big Ben does affect James Conner in that context. I think it also affects Juju. And today I was trying really hard Uh-oh. to want Juju to continue to succeed. And to me, okay, here's what I'll say. Next week, if Mason Rudolph goes out and throws three picks and one touchdown, panic. You can full-on panic, okay. sell your Juju sh- shares, <laughs> freak out, like whatever. I don't care. Juju is not somebody you should panic on yet. I think, yes, he's going to see a decrease in production. I moved him from – I wanted him to be a top-five wide receiver. I moved him from top four in my rest-of-season rankings down to eight or nine right now. So okay. I still think he's going to end as a wide receiver one this year just because he is – the guy with James Conner gone too. He's like besides him and McDonald. Besides McDonald, he is the guy in this yeah, offense. Yeah. He's gonna get targeted eight to ten times a game. He'll get his hundred and fifty to hundred and sixty targets like he always does this year. And it just it like it depends on how well the offense plays, how good the offense is. If if Mason Rudolph goes out and he's ripping the field apart and he's throwing three touchdowns <laughs> a game, like if he's playing oh, like well, if course, he's playing like Big Ben, then. Juju's going to be a wide receiver one, maybe top yeah, five this I mean, year. But if he if he plays like a young learn, like quarterback that's learning, then you're obviously going to see Juju hit the the decrease. Yeah, watching. But I don't want to. I don't want to make that judgment until after I see Mason Rudolph play a full game. No, I, I do think that's a fair point to kind of see how Mason Rudolph is and if he's a good quarterback or not. And not even that, just if the offense is still okay, right? Without Mason, without Roethlisberger subbing right. in with Mason Rudolph, because we just don't know. I mean, we have no idea. Yeah, he's he's a young quarterback. It's his first ever start. It's two touchdowns, one interception, two hundred something yards. He looked pretty good in the game. Yeah, he looked. He, yeah, yeah, he looked okay. So looked, we'll, I mean, he kept he kept them in it yeah. against Seattle. All right, kept it close. So, so it, I agree with you that if you have Juju, do not trade Maybe. him for like two bench players and. A uh, piece of gum right now. So just, I would just bag hold, of chips. Yeah, I would hold on. Maybe to a them. soda. <laughs> well, three dollars well, in waiver wire budget. If you include the soda. It depends what kind. <laughs> it depends on what kind. But I would just hold off on trading Juju right now. Like relax. Let's see Mason Rudolph play. Yeah, and then take it from there and go week to week with Juju. No, it's true. Uh, I have a question for you though. Yeah. Okay. Do you think, like, should you trade right now? 
Should you buy low if you if you're not a Juju owner? Should you buy low on Juju right now? I would say yes, but depends what how low that is. That's what I was gonna say. Like if what? somebody is in the opposite is doing the opposite of what we're saying right now, yep. and is panicking on Juju, and it's like, oh, Ben Roethlisberger's out, yeah. Mason Rudolph's in. I've never seen him play. Cut Juju right now. <laughs> Put some like, waiver wire. Then of course, yeah. I mean, I would, <laughs> I'd buy him. But if somebody's a little more cautious and still used Juju yeah. as you do, yep. which is a low end WR one. Mm, right. I don't know. It, it really depends on who owns Juju and what that situation is. But so I like, would say typically yes, I would. Yeah, I think for me, it just like you said, it, it does depend on value. And I am in constant negotiations with one of our <laughs> league mates about Juju because you know I need to own him, but. Um, but I, you have to temper things like, you know what I mean? Like for me, I have to temper my excitement on Juju now because it's like, I really want him to be a top five wide receiver, but now I know, yeah, he's probably not going to be that he'll be a top 12 or like wide receiver one. I don't think there's a world where he's not that. Oh, so Rudolph's but, really, really, really bad. Yeah. Oh, unless, <laughs> yeah. Unless Rudolph blows and they need to like go trade for, court. um, but for me, it's like, I don't know what the price is. That's what I'm having a hard time with is. Yeah. Like, Cause I don't think Juju owners know what the price would be. Right, and so like if, if they're you, if, if they're you, if they're panicking and they're full bore like, holy crap, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it. Go get Juju. Like if he's right. not asking for a lot, then just just offer. Like if he offers a deal and you're like, wow, that's good. Take it. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's outlandish and you're giving up a lot, but <laughs> right, you um, gotta I know just, where, the, where to draw the line. I've been trying to figure out what that value is on it's him. A low end, low end WR one, I think. Yeah, I think that's where where you would land, like on around that, like but, ten for receivers. Which, so if 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 you're offering like the fifteenth, or like a, a low end WR two, and a low end, or like a a high end right. RB three, yeah, for Juju, yeah, like that's a deal you would want to take, right? But if you're giving up another low end WR one and yeah, like yeah, a yeah. low end RB two, right. like obviously you don't you don't want to do, you got to know where the line is drawn. Yeah, um, I did want to do this really fast on Juju. Okay. Um, so I wanted to throw out some names to see if you would take them over Juju Smith Schuster, and I'll start for from, the rest of the season. For rest of season, okay. I'll start uh, at fifteen and go down. So Diggs over Juju. No. Godwin over Juju. No. Woods over Juju. No. Cooks over Juju? No. Brown over Juju? No. Thylene over Juju? No. I've been spelling Thielen so wrong <laughs> my entire life. Uh, Amari Cooper over Juju? That's close. That's Mike really Evans close. over Juju? Mike Evans. Keenan Allen over Juju? Keenan Allen. Thomas? Thomas. Beckham? Beckham. Yeah, so on and so forth. <laughs> I would probably... Though, so where you, you kind of have him as like eight or nine with me. I yeah. put Cooper above Juju Smith-Schuster because yeah, I'd put, yeah, I of the way Dak is playing and, and how efficient uh, Amari Cooper has been. He's not booming and busting right now. He's right. he's giving you 18 and 19 fantasy points a week. We'll see how Get long it, it lasts. Amari. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, but uh, don't panic on your Juju shares. We'll let you know next week. We'll give you an update yes. on your Juju shares, whether you should uh, say see you later or continue to um, hold on to them. Uh, let's move into our waiver wire additions part of the show. We're going to give you some streamers for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about pickups at the tight end position, pickups at the running back position, pickups at the wide receiver position. We'll go through them all. Um, so let's get started with that. Um, so obviously, last week, this was actually one of my favorite players last week that got caught in the the noise. And I think I talked about him a little bit. 
Um, okay. Don't know how to say his name properly, so bear with me and don't freak out people if I say it wrong. <laughs> um, but I really liked last week Terry McLaren. Yes. And I talked about how much I liked him, and I, I was trying to figure out a way to get McLaren on my team, but there was no one I wanted to drop. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just left him on there, and now I'm mad at myself. But McLaren, I wanted to see one more week of to just see if he could produce at the level that I wanted him to. You know, mm-hmm. he had seven targets, five receptions. Last week, could he do that again? I think this week he had eight targets, five receptions, uh, I, I believe. Um and so he he had he caught a touchdown. He had like sixty to seventy yards. He had a very good week this week, and that's what you're going to need from a from a from a guy. I just the, all of the rookie wide receivers succeeding right now in the NFL is kind of like it's mess, weird. It's yeah. messing me. He up. had nine targets for five receptions, sixty two yards. Yeah, touchdown. so he got he got more target share in that offense. The reason why I like McLaren is because the guys that we talked about, Jamison Crowder is the number two wide receiver in New York. Yeah, John Ross is the number two wide receiver in Cincinnati. Marquise yeah. Brown, arguably the second target on the team behind Mark Andrews, right? Yes. So it's like all those guys are behind somebody. McLaren is literally no, the second true. target and, on, I mean, the first target on that and team. And like the thing with Washington too, like before the year, that was the team I was like, don't draft anyone from Washington. <laughs> but like, they're all garbage. Here's, here's the Keenum's thing. playing out of his Case mind. Case Keenum is... He's kind of one of those, another generic quarterback where he's not good with a bad team. But if you give a good team around him, or at least a team that kind of knows what they're doing, he can be okay. And the Redskins, despite not being that great of a team, they at least, unlike the Dolphins, like they know what they're doing. Like they're going to lose games, but they're not going to get killed in the games. No, no, no. Type thing. So Case Case Keenum can play okay. And because of that, Terry McLaren is the only wide receiver on that team, (laughs) right? there's a Vernon Davis guys, maybe like I, <laughs> Jordan Reed if he's out there yeah is an option. they have another guy I just they do have yeah they is. do have another Trey Quinn, Trey yeah Quinn. who's who's solid too but like Terry McLaren's gonna be the guy Terry the team. McLaren so it is a good waiver wire pickup especially because he probably wasn't picked up right last week because everybody was like I don't know but yeah I would pick him up this week although don't expect a big week out of him no, no, up no, against no, no. Chicago I think I, I was even like when I was telling people last week about Marquise Brown and, and um John Ross. John Ross. I was like, eh, John Ross maybe a start, Marquise Brown and Marquise Hollywood Brown, do not start him. And I, he did decent this week. So Yeah, he wasn't great, um, but but we're on the waiver wire segment. We shouldn't talk about <laughs> old waiver wire edition. But McLaren is uh would you say he's probably the number one pickup this week? Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Demarcus Robinson. This is I teased it earlier in the show. I like Demarcus Robinson. We I heard first heard his name last year. Looked up some film on him from college and and what small amount you had in the game in the preseason and in in a regular season. Uh, and he is pretty good. He's fast. He's mm-hmm. a good route runner. He's not a terrible wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you not to buy him, and you're going to have a instant temptation to go out and spend an absurd amount of money on demarcus robinson on your waiver wire and you're going to put the number one waiver priority on him you're going to say i'm going to put thirty dollars forty dollars do not do that demarcus we saw what happened last week with sammy Watkins. people Watkins went out had a great week people spent a lot of money on him and now demarcus robinson becomes the one they're going to spend a lot of money on him what's going to happen next week byron pringle is going to get (laughs) (laughs) the fifth wide receiver I am not. I'm like, if you. This is what I would do. How okay? How much would you spend on on 
on Robinson right now? Not a lot. Like I was gonna say five bucks. Yeah, no, like I was yeah. I was gonna say max ten, so yeah. Yeah, but like, I even I wouldn't I wouldn't want to spend ten. I'd say like five. Willing to do a flyer. Yeah. Okay. See if Ty- how long Tyreek because if Tyreek Hill mix- misses significant amount of time. Yeah. Maybe it's worse than everyone anticipates and he right. misses a maybe a few extra weeks then. He's owned in three point five percent of leagues, so very yeah, available. So he's he's available in your league for the most part. Um, Terry McLaren is owned in forty four point five percent of leagues, so he's owned a little bit more. Your league may not have him available. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as Robinson is concerned, I just don't think it's worth putting a large like price on him just because if you do, and like you know what I mean. I'm not about the situation where you're wasting your budget like on anyone. I'm not really like I overspent on Dak Prescott last week, so there's that. <laughs> but uh, I think you know I'm not. I'm not like it's not a problem to overspend on a guy if you really like him. But yeah. understanding the situation and understanding that some point Tyree Kill is going to come back. Sammy Watkins is their number one wide receiver. Travis Kelsey is still there and exists. And Damian yeah. Williams is a really big target in the offense. The reality of Demarcus Robinson becoming a a player it's not, not high. is not high. Now the guy that I would go after. Is Mia Cole Hardman. Okay. He's owned, he's owned in 37% of leagues. So if he's available in your league, I would put some form of a claim on it. Probably like $12 to $14 is oh. where I would. The only reason why is because I think he's worth, if you have depth at the wide receiver position, um, I would take him as a flyer in case, because he would, to me in that game, there was flashes of him clearly being probably the number three on the team. I think he's better than Demarcus Robinson. Even okay. though Robinson had a really good game and had a much better game than Hardman. Hardman basically had, he had a touchdown catch in the game. I don't remember how many fantasy points he had, but he had a touchdown catch on the, in the game. Mm-hmm. And then he had a second touchdown catch in the second quarter that got called back because of holding. Oh. So he would have had two touchdown catches in the game, probably for over 150 yards. So he would have outscored Robinson at that point. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of sitting here thinking like, I, would put money on Hardman because I think he's the sec he's the third best. They drafted him this year in like the fifth or sixth round. And he is the guy that was supposed to pro- replace the speed of Tyree kill. Yeah. He's that guy. If there's any person that you like, if you had to choose between those two guys right now, who would you choose? Uh, I'd probably go Hardman too. He's just faster. Yeah. I mean, and, and in the chiefs, it's offense, absurd in the chiefs offense and the way <laughs> they like to play football, it's all about speed. Yep. So, I mean, I honestly though I wouldn't pick up either of those guys. Yeah, no, it would work. I, I probably I probably wouldn't like long term those guys. You probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Me, I, I, I it, personally, I mean, personally, it's Hardman in my three leagues, in my three or four leagues right now. If I you're desperate though, yeah, yeah. If I you're would. desperate, go get them. But I am not going after. Like, I'm not a huge fan of rookie wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, but I think it's worth a flyer for Hardman. I would pay for him a little bit more than Robinson. If you need wide receivers, but at this point, like, I'm not even sure. Do you know who I have ahead of both those guys if he's available in your league? Who? DJ Chark. Interesting. The receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's because it's Gardner Minshew show, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because the swagger of Gardner Minshew is just too much for you to handle. Yeah, it is. I mean, so he's he's the number one, uh, similar to Terry McLaren. He is the number one receiver on Jacksonville. I think D.D. Westbrook right. has not been up to par mm-hmm. at what kind of fantasy owners have been expecting. Yep. Um, or hoping rather than expecting. <laughs> um, and, like, when you, if, if you watch – I know you did watch uh, a lot of that game. You noticed <laughs> – I tried. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah. Deshaun but, Watson blew. 
DJ Chark was like the go-to target for Gardner Minshew. Right. When Minshew... Yeah, that was interesting. I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't. Yeah, it was like even in like third down situations or like, it was like third and longs, he was looking for Chark. He's a guy who he had nine targets, seven catches. Wow. Like that's pretty solid. In, no, that's a good game. The week before that, he had 146 yards and touchdown too. He's had touchdowns in two straight weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying to go get DJ Chark. <laughs> spend over, all like, the yeah, money. Spend in all the your world. money. But out of the options that are out there in most leagues, yeah. DJ Chark would be high on my board if you're going to look for somebody. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually disagree with that at all. I just think, for me personally, at this point, like he's like the Terry McLaren of last week. I need one more week. And he didn't yeah. have a bad game. I mean, that... It, and people forget, Nick Foles, like, unless <laughs> Minshew is just like... The greatest quarterback yeah, of all time. Yeah, yeah. Nick Foles is going to come Doubt back, it. yeah, this season or mo- will ex- he's expected to come yeah. back this season. So when he comes back, mm-hmm. I mean that could be a good thing for TJ Shark too. So. Right. I think. I mean the seven, the, the nine targets that he had in the game is very promising. I don't like the efficiency that he had though because he only had like seven point nine yards per reception. So. That was a little. It's That's a little true, bit but in, the, in week one it was the complete opposite because he had like yeah, right. four catches and 150 yards. Right. So. so I don't disagree with that. I would take another week and just wait on DJ Chark because he could be a guy that I actually think if you if you had to choose one thing that I that I like to do is find find one guy that uh, everyone's not blowing their budget on and yeah. try to make a bid like you know like slap a one two three dollar bid on a guy that you know no one else is probably going to mm-hmm. bid on yeah and just try to snag him you know what i mean and uh, like that's that's dj chark for me debo samuel's in that same conversation maybe geronimo allison but um i i mean at that point it's just like i don't know i don't know if i would add like your roster <laughs> your roster is probably filled with the guys right now like i wouldn't go i wouldn't go and uh do we have breaking news Kind of, yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, but I was like, what are you trying to do right now? <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars star cornerback Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade. That does not surprise me. He got into a massive fight. Yeah. This has nothing to do with fantasy, by the way. But No. Well, I mean, if you're a <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which is the second highest owned defense in fantasy yeah, football. That's true. So, that's true. So it, you, it does have slight relevance to fantasy. Very slight. Interesting. But yeah, he has requested a trade. No. He got into a fight with Doug Marone on Sunday, and I saw I saw that live. I was like, what the crap? Yeah, he's a little bit of a punk. Yeah. He came to training camp this year with the Brinks truck. <laughs> he came out of a Brinks truck. And I was like, you clown. Maybe that was somebody else. I think it was Jalen Ramsey, though. No. Great. great As a corner. Patriot fan. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to say anything else. As a Patriot fan. Yeah. And the Do it now. <laughs> he's like going to call him now. Uh Interesting, interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Get on, that's fine. Um, so yeah, some other guys. Uh, this says Golden Tate is not owned in forty-one percent of leagues. It's about that time. Hitting week three, he's gonna come back from his suspension soon. Golden Tate would be a, especially if Daniel Jones comes in and plays. If well. Daniel Jones comes in and plays good, then yes, <laughs> Golden, Tate. Golden Tate. But until Ride then, the I train. I'm not like Ride the train. Going on. Um, let's talk about Golden some Tate. running backs. Jalen Samuel is probably my number one running back out of the week, but very close is Raheem Mostart. Mm. He went off. Now the re- did. I, I do want to note on Raheem Mostart because a lot of people are going to be like, holy crap, this guy's amazing, and waste everything on him. And uh, what I noticed in that game was that it was very committee. 
Oh yeah. And I watched a lot of I watched I watched when I watched that game back, Mostart was really efficient. Brita was very efficient. Even even Jeff Wilson Jr. was very efficient. Mm-hmm. All three of their backs worked and they worked well. This is just this is the this is the Shanahan system. Like this is what works. Yeah. Like running backs work in his system. And I think that as much as you want to like blow everything for Mostart, like I think he could be good this year. There's so many running backs on that team though where it's like now, do you want to? Uh, do you want? I, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. But do you want to hear uh, the basic snap share? Okay, yeah. Raheem Mostart led it at forty six percent. I think, I think Brita had thirty eight percent. Now, what happens when Tevin Coleman comes back next week? <sighs> Completely irrelevant. That's kind of where I'm nervous about Mostart. Is like you can add him, add him as a flyer, but he's not like I know this week we're going to get pickups for Mostert, and then people are going to start asking Joe Mixon or Raheem Mostert. <laughs> Like, don't ask me I mean, that. The question. way Joe Mixon's been playing, yeah, <laughs> it's like the way Joe Mixon's been playing. I don't remember how long the uh, Tevin Coleman injury was going to last, though. So there's that. Uh, but I would take Jalen Samuels over him, just because of the fact that Jalen Samuels is probably going to get an increased workload with James Conner in there. The fact that he had a knee injury that they're not fully concerned about, but the fact that he had a knee injury in the game is, it, to me, as a fantasy owner, ignore what the team says. That's concerning. Yeah. Knee injuries are always concerning. Right. So it's like whether he plays or not is irrelevant to me. That might linger. And if it does, Jalen Samuels becomes the number one back in Pittsburgh, and you know they like to utilize their running backs. <laughs> yep. So there's that. I wouldn't pick up Jalen Samuels, but I wouldn't. But why? What's the what's the purpose? He's been getting an increased workload. You know what? Actually, I well, would. I would, but I wouldn't. I, I would pick up Jalen Samuels, but I wouldn't go out of my way for it. No, no, I agree with that. Like, There's I not would, a lot I of would, running backs. No. I would, I would rather one of those wide receivers like DJ Chark or yeah. Terry McLaren. Um, if, if the complete shift, if Devin Singletary is missing time with that hamstring, um, Frank Gore. He actually becomes, if, if he misses good, even one if, week. If you, if, if I wish this had happened during the bye week weeks, but if you need a running back like desperately to start. For a week. For a week. And uh, Singletary misses Frank, time. <laughs> yeah, and Singletary misses time. I would go. I would go out and get Frank Gore. Don't expect high end efficiency and like things to blow up. But I think sixty to eighty yards and a touchdown are in the cards. Oh if yeah, he gets the full workload. He's not. He's going to get three yards a carry. It's almost guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Frank Gore, but no. <laughs> um, so he might be a good ad if you desperately need a running back start. Who do they play oh, yeah. next week? I don't remember. I had it. I just. I was just like just looking at it. You clown! Wow, you're supposed to know these things off the top of your head. I'm sorry. Like instantly. Um, Yeah, but I would. I would definitely grab Frank Gore. They play the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. If Devin Singletary misses time, go get Gore. Rank number thirty-two against the run. (sighs) That's pretty bad. It's only been two weeks, but Um, some other guys. uh, The possibility of picking up. Um, Justice Hill actually got a lesser <laughs> snap count this Who week than than I that he got thirty percent last week. This week he had like twenty. So he uh, like he's a deep stash if you have a deeper league. Like, but other than that, he's owned in nineteen percent of leagues, and I don't think that's going to increase at all. Um, let's talk about some tight ends really fast. Uh, Will Disley. I made the mistake of saying he might not be a terrible option in week one, and then who will Disley? Yeah, in like a very very deep week two. Lead. You mean? 
No, week one. Oh, flip. And he didn't do that good in week one. He's owning 2.7% of leagues. And then week two happened. And then he goes off. What do you have, 21 <laughs> fantasy points? I think so. He is not going. Now, initially, there was another tight end, and I can't remember who it was in Seattle last year who kept on having really nice games. But he was, like, not a tight end. He was more like an offensive lineman than anything else. Uh, Will Disley, they drafted to be a receiving tight end, but he's not going to be anything in week one, he had two targets and one catch. Yeah. No, he's not going to be anything. And then week two, he gets five targets, but he had five catches, two touchdowns. At this point in the game, uh, I am not reaching for tight ends at this point. <laughs> I mean, I... Unless Mark Andrews yeah, is still available I'm in your not, league. I don't think or, he's going to be. Um, Jason Witten might be available. Yeah, he could be not. a good option. Uh, he has two, two straight weeks with a touchdown. They just they give it to him in the uh, red zone. And the, and the Cowboys have been in the red zone a lot, dude. Jason Witten is such a gross pickup, but if you need a good performance for a tight end, he'll get you you'll get you your touchdown. In a, in a very deep yeah. league, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about like teams who just completely OJ Howard owners who have zero points from him this week and don't have any options on the waiver wire. Hey, your boy Eric Ebron got a touchdown this week. Uh, gross. Tyler Eifert is also another guy that you might be able to pick up, but he's, um, I don't even know the metrics on that. So um, that's what we got for waiver wire ads. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone else that you have a burning desire to discuss <laughs> before? No, we I, don't, I think we kind of, the wave, the waiver wire is already week. One was the hot week. Week two. It's already it's bleak. Of, yeah. It's already getting bleak. Um, so let's talk about our QB streamers. You got a QB streamer for us. I have a few. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, I'm the QB whisperer. Yaws. Uh, so I'll just give you one. <laughs> okay. You give me one, and then we'll conclude the show. So my QB streamer of the week, because I get to go first and steal yours, whichever one it is, I'll actually okay. give you the guy that you initially wanted. Uh, I'm going to say Jimmy G, who had a good week this week against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's offense, has, the defense has been looking clownish lately. Yes. Uh, and I think that against against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, you could actually get a good game from him. Um, mm-hmm. He has a lot of upside. He had, what did he have, a 21-point game this week? He had, yeah, I think I think he had more than that, actually. Right now, it's surprising because... He had 25 points. Early, early in the season, this is what always happens. It's hard to stream quarterbacks early in the season because people stow. They grab, they stick guys on their bench. The Aaron yeah. Rodgers owner sweating two because he had two bad weeks in a row. And they're like, oh, crap, what am I supposed to do with this? And then, so they stash quarterbacks in your league. Probably, If you're a one-quarterback league, you probably got 20 quarterbacks that are off the board, and that leaves you with 10 starting quarterbacks or 12 starting quarterbacks. So not a lot of options available. I think Jimmy G is a great option for you to go with. No one really wants him. He's owned in 26.5% of leagues, um, and he's a great streaming option. And I don't think anybody's going to put any waiver budget on him unless they're <laughs> yeah. insane. Um, so who's your, who's your guy? Jimmy Garoppolo is a solid one. I've been, of course, week one I was all over him. He stunk, and then week two I was like, eh, I don't know. And Every then he got time you points. do this, yeah. So for my guy this week was a guy I hit on last week. Okay, and I'm gonna keep riding that train until it dies. It's Josh Allen. Josh. So Allen. this week, Josh Allen is playing against the Cincinnati Bengals, which I mentioned they he's owned in 35 percent of leagues. Yeah, yeah. So he's still he. There's a chance he's owned in your league, but there's also a greater than 50% chance he's not owned in your league. Yeah. So if he's not owned in your league, he's up against the Bengals this week that, again, have the worst run defense. They gave up 41 points last week to the 49ers and let Garoppolo get 25 fantasy points. 
They're not a good defense at all. No. Josh Allen is coming off a week where he had 23 fantasy points against the Giants. He, I think to me he's in line get to it. do that again. I think he's going to get 20 to 25 fantasy points. And if you need a starting quarterback, pick up Josh Allen. He will get you points. There you go. Jimmy Green. I also would, uh, as a as a little flyer note, Matt Stafford has had a pretty good start to the season. Uh, he's facing the Philadelphia Eagles defense last two weeks. They've had uh, Dak Prescott tear them up and uh, – Last week they had Matt Ryan, I believe. Yes. And Matt Ryan didn't have a terrible day either. So uh, Stafford might be a good ad against the Philadelphia Eagles defense. That does it for our waiver wire ads and streaming options. Be sure to listen tomorrow as we discuss our booms and busts from week two and go over players you should buy and sell. And maybe we'll get into uh, some matchups before Thursday night football is back. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Talk to you tomorrow, fantasy champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.